0: Guys, welcome to another huge episode of Trigger. Tonight, we're joined by a true patriot, Tom Homan. Tom is the former acting director of ICE, and he worked to enforce America's immigration laws for decades, since 1984, under, I believe, it's six presidents, starting with Reagan. Tom is currently the CEO and president of Border 911, and I'm pleased he's going to be joining us today. It's so important to see what's actually going on at the border. Tom has been doing this for a long time. He's down there regularly. He can talk about the real stats, whether it's the human trafficking, the sex trafficking, the rape, the fentanyl, all the things that this administration is trying to sweep under the rugs. If you want to know what's actually happening on our southern border as well, as well as our northern border, You're gonna wanna watch this episode. Make sure you guys are also liking, sharing, subscribing so you never miss one of these episodes. And if you do happen to miss it, you can find them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right after they air here on Rumble. So if you're gonna be traveling over the holiday, if you're gonna be spending a lot of time in the car and you get your podcast that way, listen in and learn. You're gonna wanna hear what's going on. The border is going from bad to worse. And even John Fetterman... (laughs) Got to give him credit. I got to call balls and strikes. Uh, even he's calling it out. And Tom is coming up just ahead. But I want to make sure to take a second to thank our incredible sponsors for having the guts to support a show like this. Guys, be sure to check out the great folks over at Gold Co. We see it day in and day out. Interest rates are going through the roof. Inflation is persisting. And, of course, we're still seeing the reckless spending, global turmoil, and Biden cause disasters each and every day. And it's only leading to more economic anxiety. I want you to be prepared. I want you to take care of yourselves and your financial well-being and owning physical, tangible, inflation hedging gold and silver can help secure and stabilize your portfolio. Goldco has top-notch customer service. They'll answer all of your questions. They'll walk you through the whole process step by step. Go check them out by going to DonJuniorGold.com. That's D-O-N-J-R-G-O-L-D.com. Learn more, educate yourself, take care of yourself, secure your family's best interest. Just learn. Hear them out. Hear what they have to say. Go to donjrgold.com, D-O-N-J-R-gold.com, and learn more. Lastly, I want to introduce you to a brand new sponsor, The Wellness Company, a leading provider in emergency medical kits with almost 90%, guys, 90%. Of our pharmaceuticals being made outside of the US, mostly in China, make sure you have what your family needs when the next crisis hits. Like we saw with COVID, supply chain chaos, lockdowns, Fauci failures can all make things so much harder. They can make it so much harder for you to get your medicine and the things that your family needs in a time of crisis. So if crisis strikes, I want you and your loved ones to be prepared. With the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit, you're empowered to take control of your health. The kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, z pack Invermectin, for you to keep on hand, along with a guidebook for safe use. So from tick bites to COVID to extreme public health outbreaks, every scenario is covered. Avoid the high costs and the long hospital waits during the holidays or a time of crisis and take control of your family's health needs. Like I say all the time folks, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Go to twc, like the wellness company, go to twc.health/triggered for a 15% discount on their emergency kit. That's twc.health slash triggered, just like the show, check them out, be prepared, twc.health, slash triggered, have it, be prepared to take care of your loved ones in need. And with that, guys, joining me now, former director of ICE, Tom Holman. Okay, guys, joining me now, uh, this is such a crisis, it's so insane what's going on, is former ICE director Tom Holman. Tom, you're in Texas right now, and I actually like this, right? Unlike, you know, our border czar Kamala Harris, who, you know, maybe, you know, came within a couple hundred miles of the border maybe once, you're actually in Texas right now visiting the border. You're taking the time uh, to actually see what's going on. And unlike, you know, the fictitious nonsense coming from the administration, you're on the ground. Tell us what you're seeing uh, and is it as bad as what we're seeing? Is it worse? Is it, you know, is there hope? Is it, how insane is what's going on right now down there? Doing
1: the only hope we got is that January 2025, President Trump walks back in the White House and lets us do what we did before and secure the board, the highest level in my lifetime. But no, it's look, it's just it's historic. I mean, even you know, every day I get the daily reports, and it was over 10,000 again today. And uh, Texas GPS, look, they're doing a great job, they're filling the gaps because border patrol is so overwhelmed in this crisis majority of the agents are aren't even on patrol anymore they're processing making baby formula changing diapers doing everything but securing our borders so Texas DPS is filling the gaps I'm here with the air unit and I' can tell you they' they've, they've seized a lot of drugs coming across the border and particularly where I am it's very desolate territory so these aren't people who are going to turn themselves in what yeah. this what this sector here deals with it's those that want to get away, those carrying drugs, those that are criminals, gang members that don't want to turn themselves in. So that's why this operation is very really important.
0: So I, you know, I keep seeing that you talk about those who are turning themselves in because they used to be like, hey, no matter what you, you, even if you were coming across and you're just maybe looking for a better life, you know, you, you still tried to get through it and not get caught. But it seems like now... It, you know, the, the people are coming, they're just, hey, I want to get caught because the government's going to give me, you know, some money or put me on a program and give me free healthcare and education. It, like, they're literally like, okay, here I am, you know, just let me into the country and give me everything that there is to give. I mean, how has that changed in the last few years? Because it seems like they're literally not even attempting to evade. I'm sure there's plenty of, you know, the human traffickers and the sex traffickers and the fentanyl traffickers and the disaster that's there. Uh, you know, I- I'm sure they're running still rampant and they're not, they're not trying to get caught and they're probably getting away with that and that's before we even get to the terrorists. But it doesn't seem like anyone else is looking to evade because the policies are designed to allow them into the country.
1: Look, and, and that's why this this crisis just continues to get worse. They don't care that the secretary who should have been impeached two years ago says don't come. They don't care you know, President Biden says don't come. They're looking at the actions of the government. They know right now the government's releasing thousands a day into the United States. You know, we have sent a message to the entire world. You can cross the border illegally. You'll be processed quickly. We'll, flo- we'll fly you to a city of your choice. We'll put you in a hotel room at 500 bucks a night, give you three meals a day. We'll give you free medical attention. I mean, who the hell wouldn't come? So yeah, th- as long as they keep releasing people, as long as there's no consequence, they're going to keep coming. Under the Trump administration, we ended catch and release. They knew you can going to cross the border illegally, you're going to be arrested, you're going to be detained, you're going to be removed. This administration tore that all down. And that's why we have record numbers now.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we talk about the differences like between, you know, Texas DPS and and what's going on with sort of let's call it federal border patrol. Uh, You know, obviously some great folks in Texas, you know, taking taking that on. I know Greg Abbott's been fairly vocal about what's going on there. But, uh, you know, are, are they able to do more than what, you know, the what federal border patrol would be allowed to be doing right now?
1: Well, I can tell you. Look, I think Governor Abbott's done more to secure this border than anybody in the Biden administration for sure, right? Because his troopers, the, the people I'm with, every pound of fentanyl they seize, that's a hell of a lot less overdose deaths in this country. Mm-hmm. Everybody they arrest, they at least get vetted, and get fingerprinted. Unlike this administration. So what? 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 The unit I'm with right now, they're filling the gaps because the border, Patrol, as I said, is so overwhelmed. There's large portions of the border there's not a single border patrol uh, uniform within 50 miles. So the cartels create these gaps, they send these large um, uh, family groups through the border, knowing that's gonna overwhelm the border patrol, the 30% that's left on the border because the other 70% are processing, and they create gaps. And that's when they move the fentanyl across to killing Americans. That's when they sex traffic women and children. That's when the no-inspected terrorists are going to cross. So Texas DPS is trying to fill the gaps. They they can patrol the border where there's very little, if any, border patrol agents. And like I said, this unit here I'm with here today in Alpine, Texas, they have seized a record amount of narcotics. They arrest a lot of runners. Most of the people they arrest are runners. But they've also saved some lives. The people that cross in this area is very desolate. And, and the last time I was here, we found several young uh, illegal aliens that were in very, very bad shape and probably would have died if it was for Texas DPS. Again, this administration's policies are not humane. A record number of migrants have died since Joe Biden had been in the White House. Uh, last last count was like 1700 last count I knew 1700 migrants have died on u.s soil how's that humane that's an historic record 112 thousand Americans died of fentanyl comes across the border how's that humane yeah, so yeah and administration- how, how many
0: more died just before they even got to the border right I mean you know that it's it's not like you get to Texas and all of a sudden it's hostile like that you know that, that area you know south of the border you know that's rough country as well, especially in a lot of places. That's you know, that's you know a hot desert. It's uh it's brutal. I you know I I have friends down there, just my outdoor activities take me down there a lot. They have ranches and some of the guys, you know, they're not even all that close to the border. And they're finding multiple dead bodies of people that have gotten through and, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles north, uh, you know, on their on their ranches, just, you know, unbeknownst to them. It it it's a real problem. I imagine, you know, seventeen hundreds nothing compared to what the real number is of the people actually, you know, if You know, that's what they found, but it's got to be much worse, especially if you take into account what's going on south of the border.
1: Yeah, you look at the Darien Gap in Panama, thousands have died in Darien Gap. And look, I say it all the time, I like to foot when they say, well, the Trump... The Trump administration, you know, Homan, and, uh, you guys are cruel, you're racist, and, and your policy is inhumane. i like to point out to us, so look, under President Trump, we had illegal immigration down 83 to 90%, depending on what time frame you looked at. Board, Doctors Without Borders, a nonpartisan group, did a study. They talked to thousands of women who made the journey to the United States through the use of cartels. And 31% of them admitted to being raped by the members of cartels sexually assaulted. So I like to tell people they, they want to say how inhumane the Trump administration was that says, if we're down 83 to 90% down, yeah. decrease in illegal immigration, which means 83 to 90% less people are coming. Yeah. How many women did get raped? How many children didn't die in the river? Mm-hmm. How many women and children weren't sex trafficked because the border chose on the border vigilant 100%? How many no inspector terrorists didn't cross the border? How many Americans didn't die from fentanyl coming across this open border? President Trump's policy saved lives, saved lives. A secure border saved lives. And I, I've done this for 34 years, a secure border saves lives. And under the last administration, we had the most secure border in my lifetime, which saved thousands of lives. And this administration turned it off. And now we got record number of Americans dying, a record number of migrants dying because of the inaction of this administration. Yeah.
0: And, and again, you know, that that doesn't even take into account sort of the, you know, the rape statistics are from, you know, what I'm seeing just, ter- I mean, a huge percentage of the young women and girls uh, you know, across the border, been raped multiple times. You know, you're not allowed to say that, right? Because that's terrible, right? Trump, you know, he was a terrible human being for saying, you know, there's rapists coming across the border, but the sex trafficking thing is very real. It's frankly uh, much more rampant uh, than we would have ever known when he announced, you know, back in June of 2015. Uh, but it is real, and that happens to these young kids. I mean, what does that do to them for the rest of their lives? I mean, the, the toll uh, goes far beyond just death, but just the, the emotional and, you know, traumatic damage uh, that happens to so many of these, you know, women, kids, and girls. Uh, you know, it, it's got to be immeasurable.
1: Well, and, and that's why everybody, you know, they ask me, "Why do you get so emotional when you testify? Why, why do you why do you get emotional on the uh, the Fox Network?" Because if they've seen what I've seen in 34 years, yeah. they'd be pissed off too. Look, I've talked to a girl, a little girls as young as nine years old. That were raped multiple times by these these, these these animals in the cartels. And when you when you sit down, look into a little girl's eyes, nine years old, and see that everything innocent has been stolen from her, and her life will never be the same. And she is she's broken. It's a broken spirit, a broken soul. Then you understand why our emotion about this because this stuff happens every day. While you and me are talking right now, women are being sexually assaulted by members of the cartels. While you and I are talking right now, a child's going to die making this journey. So that's why it's that's why it so important we secure the border. And look, and I've been saying a lot of these family groups see children that come in. Over 400,000 children have entered the United States under the Joe Biden administration. The government's lost a, a track of like 100,000 of them. It was 85,000, now we're closer to 100,000. 100,000 kids that they released to so called vetted sponsors that now they can't find. So, you know, and I guarantee you, I said if victims of trafficking, some are gonna be in, in pornographic movies, some are living with pedophiles, some are in forced labor. As a matter of fact, have you as you've seen over the last six months, there's been several investigations where they find children working in, for one example, a meat packing plant, clean, cleaning up entrails at a midnight shift. We're not getting any pay. Children. So they have been trafficking in the United States because this administration has sent a clear message. If you cross the border illegally, we're not gonna detain you, we're not gonna remove you. We're going to fly you to the city of your choice and deliver you to the very people that paid the smuggling in the country.
0: Yeah, as the father of, you know, five young kids and, you know, a nine-year-old girl, honestly, I can't even imagine. And it's so sick. It's so sick when you see them not—they know it's going on, and they don't even care. It's just like, I don't know. It's— It's truly despicable. And, I, you know, I hope that someday, I mean, it was interesting, it was funny, to see sort of John Fetterman was like, are oh, the border's ridiculous. We got like Even like the most radical Democrats are finally starting to get it. And yet, you know, the media is not going to talk about it because that would be, you know, that would be damaging to them and their communist cause uh, in an election year. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's terrible stuff. It's terrible and, stuff.
1: And, and people, you know, say, oh, Holman, where are you getting this information? Look, they just had a high level official from HHS testified, whistleblower, that HHS isn't taking care of these kids. Their main objective is to release them as quick as possible. The secretary of HHS, Becerra, I saw him give a speech last month. He was bragging how quick these children are out of our custody and put with sponsors. That's nothing to brag about. Under the Trump administration, we would vet not only the sponsors, we would vet everybody in the household to make sure there wasn't a pedophile living in that household, make sure there wasn't a criminal living in that household. This doesn't administration doesn't seem like that's too much vetting. to
0: ask, Tom. I mean, that does, you yeah. know, if you put on like your hat of like logic and reason, like that, that that seems like that that's not racist or misogynist or you know, homophobic or whatever the hell they'll call it because they're insane. That seems like. A basic level of diligence that you should be doing when it comes to these sorts of things. But, you know, they, they've just thrown that all by the wayside.
1: Well, not only that, they, they stopped the high level DNA test and make sure that kid, that child's actually with a parent as that parent claims that it's yeah. a child. And we know when I was the director at ICE, we had numerous investigations where the cartels were renting children to single men, so they can claim to be a family unit, because we they knew family units would have to be released because of the Ninth Circuit decision, you can only hold families for 20 days. But look, this is it's terrible what this administration doing, and it, like I said, not only Becerra, but Secretary Mayorkas, the, the, their instructions to the Border Patrol is process as quick as you can, release as quick as you can, because of no overcrowding. Nothing to see here. We can keep, keep saying the border secure. When they had the 15,000 Haitians under that bridge and Fox drone caught that, that was a bad day for the administration. So the only thing this administration has done on our southwest border is send more resources to the border to process quicker and release quicker. They haven't done a damn thing to slow the flow. Not one thing.
0: So I, I keep seeing videos of like massive groups of Chinese immigrants on the border as well. I mean, this seems completely new but w- what's going on there I- is the whole world just taking advantage of you know the Biden open border policies they they're hey well we can get here you know this isn't someone from Mexico that's coming in and looking to maybe be able to get a better job i mean they're coming in from you know, a, a long way off, and it seems like you know, the, the, maybe, you know, it's the third world, you know, nations. It's like, hey, this is a dumping ground. How do we know they're not just opening up their prisons or their mental institutions and saying, here, go to America. You're going to cause more damage there. We don't actually have to ever fire off a missile because we're just going to corrupt the country so badly uh, with with people having to deal with this. stuff. How do we even know? It seems nuts.
1: We don't know. And that's why I've been saying for two years, this is the best national security failure this country's seen since 9-11. Border Patrol, since Joe Biden's been in the White House, Border Patrol's arrested people from 171 different countries. Many of these countries are sponsors of terror. Now, uh, Border Patrols has arrested over 300 just on the southern border alone on terrorist watch lists. We got nearly 1.8 million known gotaways. These are people caught on video, drone traffic, sensor traffic that crossed the border. We have their image, but they weren't arrested by the Border Patrol because they're too busy changing diapers and making baby formula. So we got 1.8 million gotaways how many of them came from the country sponsoring terror if you think it's zero then you're ignoring all probability it's just ridiculous because after 9-11 we created all these databases tsa no fly list fbi screening database the visa security program to make sure people couldn't get a visa or or come this country on a plane ticket and and do what they did 9-11 and those and those that that, those processes work pretty damn good but what terrorist today is going to put himself in a position to buy a plane ticket or ask for a visa when he knows he's going to go through a vetting process, yeah. when he can simply get to Mexico, pay the cartels extra to be a gotaway? You got to ask yourself why did 1.8 million people choose to pay more to get away? Why did they pay less, turn themselves in, get released the same day, get a plane ticket to the city of their choice, get work authorization for the next five, seven years while they fight their case? And even if they lose their case, which nine out of 10 will, Rice isn't looking for him because Secretary Mallorca said being in the country legally on his own isn't enough for Rice to make an arrest. Why did 1.8 million people decide, no, I don't want that giveaway program. I want to pay more to get away. It's simple. They don't want to be vetted. They don't want to be fingerprinted. This just scared the hell out of every American. It does me.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is not, you know, I know they've caught, you know, 275, whatever it is, people literally on terror watch list. But if you're going out of your way, you understand, it's not like everyone doesn't know, right? Uh, you know, everyone's got a cell phone, everyone's coming across the border. This isn't exactly what they're trying to pretend it is, right? So everyone knows if 1.8 million of those people are going beyond what they know it would take to get into our country, what if it's just 10% of that? That's 180,000 people. You know, what if it's 5 percent, 2 percent? What what could those people do uh, if they were reasonably sophisticated or well-funded or from Iran? And, you know, I mean, just think of what those 1 percent as a sleeper cell, 18,000 people, what, what that could what? do uh, to America. I mean, you could fundamentally change the entire landscape of of our country and the way. Uh, we live in, in terms of just being in total fear all the time. If it was just 1.1% of the 1.8 million who are going above and beyond paying more to make sure that there's no chance that they get vetted, even though they know that if they got vetted, they'd be released in the country if they didn't have uh, anything flagrantly sticking out on their you know, on their rap sheet, so to speak.
1: And how bad is it? Well, I'll tell you how bad it is. In September this year, they arrested 18 people on terrorist lists coming across the Southern border. Under the Trump administration, eleven in four years, they got eighteen in one month. That's how bad it is. I mean, it's a historic number of people could be arrested on terrorist watches. Like I said, what scares me more than those are the Godaways—the yeah. ones that are sophisticated enough to pay more money. And look, one month, we, you know, this last past year, fiscal year in FY13, they arrested what 227 people excuse me, FY14, 227 people came, uh, terrorists watched us on the southern border. At the same time, 432 on the northern border. We never talk about the northern border. Northern border is a huge problem. And why is the northern border seen so many? Because 50% of the northern border agents have been detailed to the southern border to deal with that mess. And the 50% left on the northern border, which are very few of them, they're sitting at their desks, virtually processing arrests from Texas because they're so overwhelmed. So there's virtually no patrol in the Northern border. So the northern border is very vulnerable, more vulnerable than the southern border, I'd, I'd argue. So and this is all because the border patrol is overwhelmed. They don't have time to sit down and do an investigative interview. They're processed as quick as possible. They're not, they're not verifying the documents they're seeing. They're not asking the important questions they should be asking, which they normally would ask, like they did under the Trump administration. So in this rush, this rush, constant rush to release people is causing the national security crisis. I have talked to Border Patrol agent whistleblowers who told me that they, they, they've released people before they even got the FBI uh, uh, screening back, only to find out when they got the FBI screening back a day later, that person was hot. And in and, and one instance, luckily ICE was able to find that person and take him back in custody. But how many have been released that we don't know about or have been released that this administration is not admitting? Every time Mayorkas testifies, they ask him these questions. He never answers it again a man that should have been impeached two years ago i don't know what's going on with a lot of republicans on the hill but that man needs to be impeached for what he's done to this country not only the the massive american deaths the massive migrant deaths the national security he's the secretary of homeland security he has the same data points you and me are talking about he knows what's happening on the southern border it's a huge national security risk he should be telling the white house stop or i'm going to resign in protest I'm a, a better man. A man with any integrity at all would do it, but this this man isn't doing it, and this president's not doing it, and it sickens me. Well, why are
0: there Republicans that will uh, defend him or or not go towards impeachment with him? Is it that they know that you know whoever the other stooges will put in will just do whatever the Biden policies are? Or I mean, is there because it, it never made sense to me? I mean, and some guys that are you know at least on paper fairly conservative. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. It, it seems like he's violated every you know oath of that office imaginable. Uh, and yet there are Republicans that wouldn't go forward. I, I think it was Marjorie Taylor Greene put forth yeah. the stuff to actually have him impeached. And Republicans are we can't do that. I'm like, why, why, why not? They they tried to impeach Trump, but he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, this guy's clearly violating everything.
1: They impeached President Trump for make a phone call. And they can't impeach Mallorcas or Biden for what they've done to our Southern border, this, this, this huge national security crisis we have, especially since the FBI director, don't really respect them, but even he admitted under oath that the terror threats are now as, at, at all-time high. He, he testified that, I think it was last week. So with his testimony, and what just happened in Israel, if that's not enough to wake up every Republican on the Hill to stick together and impeach this man, I, I don't know what is. and I, I'm as angry as you. Marjorie Green Taylor had the articles of impeachment. I think seven uh, Republican congressmen voted against it. Shame on them. I mean, when's enough's enough? When is enough enough and even the people that are vetted people need to understand even the ones we vet the vetting is only as good as the information we have access to do you think when we vet someone from china you think china is going to share any drug oh, yeah. throwing information yeah. oh yeah no that guy's yeah, a bad on.
0: guy send him back like, no no, no, no. no. We're, we're we're more than happy to have that guy be a, a criminal enterprise a criminal mastermind and and drain your resources and kill your kids with fentanyl that i mean it feels like that's a war they're actually playing it's and that honestly at this point that doesn't even that's not even like conspiratorial that's like clear uh no, there's,
1: there's like there's been like 30,000 chinese nationals of military age have crossed this border you know in this under this administration 30,000 think about that it, it just, it, and and we know they're not our friends they, we got people from turkey from syria from iraq from iran from north korea i mean people that hate and despise this country are crossing our borders and and Again, the, the 1.8 million got away scared the hell out of me. Look, I've never been more worried in, in, about the security and safety of this nation than I am right now because of the border. You can't have national security without border security. We have to know what's coming in, who's coming in. And right now, we don't. We think about 1.8 million people have entered this country. We don't know who they are, where they're from, what their purpose is. It's it's, it's just ridiculous. what people need to understand, I'm sick and tired of hearing the people say, the, the ones that turn themselves, well, they're asylum seekers. They have a right to claim asylum. They got a right to see a judge. Okay, but let's 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 look at the back end of this. We know based on immigration court data, nearly 9 out of 10 people claim asylum at the southern border never get relief from, you. of course, they simply don't qualify. So you call them asylum seekers all you want. And now I'm taking you know taking uh, a hate, President, Biden, uh, President Trump is taking a lot of hate because we're going to have a historic deportation operation when he's back in business. Well, what, what do you expect on the heels of an historic illegal immigration surge on the border where nine out of 10 are going to be ordered by federal judges that they must leave the country? The law requires a deportation operation. They, 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 we gave them due process that great taxpayers spent, billions of dollars spent on this whole process. When a federal judge says you must leave, we must make sure that order is carried out because there's no consequence, no deterrence. You're never going to fix the border. And and, and if, if if judge's orders don't mean anything, then shut down immigration court, too. Take the Border Patrol off the border because there's no law here. There's no consequence of breaking our laws. So there is going to be an historic deportation operation. There has to be because we're on the heels of an historic, never seen before, illegal alien crisis where most of them, vast majority of them, will be ordered removed. And we're going to make sure they're removed.
0: So you, you talked a little bit about, you know, the northern border and the crisis there. Obviously, you know, that border is probably, you know, double the length of uh you know, of our southern border. And it, you're saying they've removed so many of the people there to go deal with the southern border. But you talk more about the potential for for problems with there, especially, I guess, from the bad actors, right? You know, someone's not going from Honduras to there to come in from the northern border because it's a little less guarded because they have no problem getting in the southern border and they just turn themselves in. But, you know, what do you see going on at the northern border? Are there stories, are, you know, is there sort of a disproportionate amount of the people that are getting caught uh, that are either on a watch list or from, you know, more nefarious countries, uh, you know, coming across there? Or is it just sort of the, the unknown? And it's, it's so porous, it's so open and so unguarded that we don't actually
1: even even come close to knowing. No, I like I said, when, uh, in FY14, I think the number is 227 on the southern border from terrorist watch list. In that same year with 227 on the northern border 432 on the northern border so yes oh, wow. a huge vulnerability and after 9 11 geo did a report I'm, I'm trying to remember it but in the report they more or less said the northern border someone a terrorist entering this country is 10 times more likely to enter through the northern border than the southern border because there's very little enforcement resources up there. I grew up on the northern border. That's why I became a border patrol agent. I grew up there on the St. Lawrence River uh, uh, border in Canada. Yeah, and look, right. and up in upstate New York, for once, there's a sector up there, their crossings are up over 800%, 800%. Uh-huh. At least Stefanik is raising hell about it because that, that's her area. And, again, the administration doesn't pay attention. So what do they do when the, when the number's up 800, 800%? They send half the resources to the southern border. Then the half left there are sitting on a computer all day processing arrests from the, from the southern border. If, if we ended catch and release, if, if we put the Remain of Mexico program back in that the highest courts in the United are illegal, we will solve 80% of this problem. Then the agents can get back on the line, do the national security duty. They took an oath. They took an oath. Let them uphold that oath. Let them enforce the law. Let them protect the national security of this country. But this administration, again, is not doing a damn thing to slow the flow. They don't want to fix this. All they got to do is, is dust off the Trump playbook. We've proven Remain in Mexico is a game changer. We've proven that Third Safe Country agreements were a game changer. We've proved that ending catch release was a game changer. The data proves it. Whether you like President Trump, or hate them. All you got to do is go to cbb.gov and look at the data. We prove success. If this administration really wants to secure the border, they have the playbook. We've proven it, but they're not going to do it because they don't want to solve this crisis. Yeah. And it's not because of mismanagement. It's not because of incompetence. This is by design. President Biden ran on open borders. You got to give him credit. He kept his promise. We have an open border, and now we have a huge, the biggest national security crisis. I've seen in this country and, and, and it's, it's terrible. This, this country is in, in grave danger. I really believe that if you don't think a single terrorist across that board to come here and do us harm, then you're ignoring the data. It's just, it's, it's, it's terrible.
0: You know how it's, it's sort of interesting, right? I, I travel a lot. Everyone knows that, you know, come in and, you know, go through customs, whatever it may be. And, you know, it, it seems honestly, regardless of almost port of entry, the, 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 customs got, you know, they're like, Oh my God, Don, John, high five. Like you guys are awesome. I'm so much better there. Uh, it, it's, it's actually, you know, a great feeling. It's almost universal sort of, uh, you know, appreciation, which is, which is awesome. But how is, you know, what's going on, uh, with border patrol in terms of morale, uh, what's going on there in terms of, uh, recruitment, I, you know, I can't imagine that the people that were willing to do this job and, you know, back when it was still a rough job a couple of years ago, you know, are going to sign up to go, you know, change diapers and process paperwork, uh. Seems like some really tough circumstances going on there right now. Uh, you know, sort of a, a vicious cycle uh, to, to ex- exacerbate the problem.
1: I'm glad you asked that question. You know, the last three days, I, I've been down here with Jason Jones and the, you know, the troopers. And the, the best part of this three days was we actually landed uh, on an event yesterday where the board was actually chasing the group. They were tracking them. And uh, we landed to help them. I've, I've been... 30 years since I tracked to somebody, but I didn't forget. So I got out there and, and started helping. And uh it was it was a great moment. Three Borbage ladies walk up to me, and I won't tell you the names, I'll probably get fired. They walked yeah. up and they recognized, say, hey, Iceman. They walked up to me, they all shook my hand, they all want to take a picture. And and what I said to the troopers when I got back in the helicopter says, you know what? Their morale's in the toilet, but this administration hasn't broken their spirit because they are waiting for January 2025 saying go do their job. So, you know, the, matter of fact, two of the agents asked me if I stopped by the Border Patrol station on the way back to El Paso to catch my flight to DC tomorrow, and I promised them I would. So the men and women of Border Patrol, even though the morale's in the tank, their hope is that in January 2025, they're gonna to get to do their job. Cause these, these men and women go home every day feeling like they're not enforcing law and, and they're more like tourist agents. They're catching, in my day, when I was border agent, you arrest them, you process them, and they're back in Mexico in, in, in 30 minutes. Now, they're processing people from all over the world, like a travel agent, then transporting to an airport to go to their final destination. When it comes to children, they're being delivered to the same people who pay their smuggling. And, and they just feel like we're not enforcing the law. We, it's just an open gate. We're processing and releasing. They're there to secure the border. Not, not, you know, not creating an efficient border. I mean, the last chief that just retired, uh, uh, Ortiz, I was at an event where he, he was bragging that he wants to make our border patrol stations like a Chick-fil-A. He wants them processed quickly and more efficient and released. That's not with these men and women who took an oath to defend this nation, who strap a gundered hip every day, who wear a Kevlar vest for their own safety. They want to secure the border. They want to protect Americans. They want to do their job. They're not allowed to do it. So the three men I met yesterday, very gracious, but they're all three of them. They're holding out hope that in December 25, they actually get to do their job once again and feel good about themselves and go home every, at the end of every shift.
0: Well I, you know I know my father's vowing to carry out the largest deportation operation in history. I, you know what what are um, the logistics uh and and the operations uh entailed in accomplishing that i mean uh you know these same guys are they willing to do that does it does it require a different you know kind of recruitment because now you're you know they, they've been shipped all over the country and again the, you got to focus on the nefarious actors first and it's you know 1.8 million people that's no small feat and you know it's not like they're going to be showing back up at the court dates and some of the court dates are so far out you know, we'll both be old men by the time they'd ever even have to show up at court, and you know they're not showing up anyway. You know, how does that operation uh, look and work logistically?
1: There isn't. A, there is not a Boratrol agent or an ICE agent or any DPS, uh, I mean, uh, uh, DHS officer, even DPS officers are willing to, we'll, you know, cross-designate us will help because they realize we got millions of people released in this country who are going to be ordered removed. We need to remove them because if we don't show consequence, if we don't uphold the, the law, they're going to keep coming. So we get, we get, under the Trump administration, the numbers dropped drastically because of the Remain in Mexico program, Third Safe Country Agreement, but what also was a game-changer? They actually saw airplanes taking people home. So instead of selling everything you own, sell your little ranchito and 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 spend all your money to pay the cartels. When they started seeing plane loads coming home, they're saying, "Okay, maybe I don't want to do this." So you know, we gotta have a consequence. But I'm glad you asked that question because New York Times did a story and, and they interviewed me. They interviewed Stephen Miller. And of course, I told them how an operation will go like that. Of course, none of it made it to the story. You know, you got yeah. all these groups out there, oh, Trump's going to build concentration camps. He's going to raid neighborhoods. Yeah. He's going to sweep the nation. That's not the way it works. First of all, they'll be detained in an ICE facility that has the highest detention standards in the industry. ICE detention standards are higher than any federal, state, or local facility in this nation. If anybody went to ICE.gov and looked at ICE detention standards, what are the standards are detained people, what our facilities look like? Many would be angry how much money is spent, billions, on, on, on care of those who are in a custody. Matter of fact, when I was vice director, I've had sheriffs come to me and ended the contract. We would rent beds from sheriffs when we were over full. And the sheriff says, I don't want the contract. I don't want your millions of dollars because your your standards are too high. I don't give you standards, U.S. citizens, why I want standards. for for those who are in the country illegally. So the standards are very high. But it's not a nationwide sweep. We're not going through neighborhoods looking for people to look different from us. There's a targeted enforcement operation. First of all, under Trump administration, we did prioritize 91% of everybody we arrested was either convicted criminal or pending criminal charges, which means we found him in jail, which probably means we're not a choir boy. Nine, so 9 out of 10 was a criminal. So we did prioritize. But, but they need to understand it's not a nationwide sweep looking for people to look different yeah. than us. Every person that ICE arrests is, is done on what they call an operational, uh, op, operational sheet, operational enforcement sheet. We know exactly who we're going to go look for. We have where we think we're going to find them. And it's a planned operation, and and it's it, so it's not like you no know, like the the left wants you think we're, we're going to be sweeping neighbors. No, it's a target yeah. enforcement operation. A lot of planning goes into this. And the only people that are arrested that weren't on the planned operation are collaterals who are found with the bad guys. So when we find a bad guy, if he's with two other illegal aliens, we're not going to turn a blind eye to that. He's in yeah. the country illegally. We sworn an oath to enforce immigration laws in this country, and that's what we're going to do. But don't, you know, I, I, I sick of reading all the hype about concentration camps sweeping the nation, you know, it's inhumane practice. No. It's a very thought-out professional practice. Every agent out there has went through 14th Amendment training. They know what the law requires them to do. The care and feeding is a high standards in the industry. So people can attack it all they want. The fact is it's a Well, that's what they do, right? They, they project
0: good. what they'd be doing if they were in charge, right? Just like Trump's a dictator. I'm like, you know, if you're looking at the Democrat Party, if you're looking at the weaponized DOJ and FBI, if you look at the silencing of their political you know, enemies and the jailing of their political dissidents that they don't like, uh, it, it's a very disparate treatment uh than what they do to you know the, let's call it the rioters of the summer of love like but interestingly you know, even new york city mayor eric adams is now coming to terms with some of this disaster right he's saying like ah oh, we can't handle it you know everyone everyone's a sanctuary city uh when they don't actually have to deal with the problems but do you think that you know any of these sanctuary you know, so called sanctuary cities do you think they're going to change course when they understand what it's doing to their budgets, to their already, you know, stressed infrastructure, to their schools, to their, uh, you know, hospital systems, uh, to their budgets, or, or do you think it's like, well, they'll complain a little bit, but they're going to maintain course because they have to.
1: They'll do the same thing this administration is doing. They'll just, they'll just charge the taxpayers more to do it. I mean, I don't think, I don't think their mentality is going to change at all. I mean, sanctuary cities are sanctuaries for criminals. Sanctuary cities, in my opinion, is uh, like in New York City. When I was director, we had we had a dozen agents at Rikers Island. We removed hundreds of people uh, a week from there uh, that were convicted of, of criminal offense in New York City. ICE been kicked out of Rikers Island. We have no presence in Rikers Island. NYPD is not allowed to even call ICE. So it's a sanctuary for criminals. So, you know, under Trump administration, we're actually suing the sanctuary uh, cities. And one of the first things the Biden administration did was tell DOJ to drop the lawsuit. So, you know I'm, if, if, well, here's the problem in New York. They can blame the, they can blame Governor Abbott for sending all these aliens to New York City, but they're going to New York City anyways. That's why New York City ranks number number three in the illegal alien population because it's Sanctuary City. They can get there and get a job. They can get a driver's license. They can even get arrested for a crime, and no one's going to call ICE. They, they shield them. So who wouldn't go to Sanctuary City knowing all the freebies you get there and that you have zero risk of getting arrested because – Local PDs not allowed to work with ICE, so I mean, it feels like
0: Americans are truly—you know—based on that standard, Americans are truly a second-class citizen in their own country. I mean, I think it was Biden once said that he doesn't think illegal immigrants who get arrested for drunk driving should be deported. I mean, they're illegal, they're driving drunk, they're probably not the greatest standard in the world. Like, what do you think of that insanity? Because again, if I am an American citizen, I'm saying, hey, the illegal guy does the same thing as me, but he gets away with it because. Uh, they don't want to deport him? I, I don't understand. Why, why wouldn't they want to deport that person?
1: Look, and, and what people need to understand, there's no re- prerequisite in the immigration law that says you got to commit yet another crime to be arrested. Entering this country illegally is a crime. Title 8, United States Code 1325. I had to educate AOC one time at a hearing. It's a crime to enter this country illegally. And in, in, in the INA, the Immigration Nationality Act, says nothing that you got to go commit another crime. This administration says... I shouldn't be looking for him unless they are convicted of a serious aggravated felony, which is the most serious of crimes. Well, look, when that happens, it's too late. Yeah, he's already, he's already committed a serious crime against a citizen in this country. There's nothing prerequisite that says you got to be you know got to be convicted of the crime. But common sense dictates, operational you know uh, uh, guidance dictates that you look for the worst worst first, and you look for the national security threats. And we did that in the Trump administration. But we didn't put we didn't take a whole population off the table. I'll tell you something. When, when my when when Secretary Marcus put put out the new ICE priorities, I looked at it and I looked at we did, under did it, uh, under Trump administration what crimes will make somebody removable. The criminals will be arrested on the Trump administration, about eighty percent of them cannot be arrested under this administration. If you're arrested for domestic violence, you're not a priority. If you're I mean, met, think of how pro- insane
0: that is. I mean, domestic yeah. violence. You're 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 you know. I, I, I know we live in a you know an age of equality and all that nonsense that we gotta you know believe, but I imagine that's committed by a a man beating up a woman in the vast majority of instances, right? Maybe it happens the other way, but like w- we're gonna pre- we're gonna go out of our way to protect that guy to make he's beating a woman. Like yep. like I wouldn't get that treatment. I'd be in jail, yep. and yet we're not only not arresting and we're letting him get away with it. We're not deporting them. They can do it again. The, the recidivism rate on that must be rather huge because I imagine if you ha- if you're doing that. Uh, it's probably a part of you and, you know, not a good one. Uh, that's lunacy.
1: And that's why I, I get so upset when they say this administration is is so humane and we, we care about these people. There's a victim, and every domestic violence, there's a victim. You don't care about those folks? And look, an illegal alien can burglarize your home. Not a priority for ICE. I mean, the secretary has really nailed down to the highest levels who ICE can arrest. And what? And, and look – Cities like New York, Chicago, where the crime rate's running rampant. Do I think it's because of illegal aliens in that city? Partly. Let me let me explain why. Because a certain percentage of criminals are going to be those that are in the country illegally. If you would work with ICE, if you stop being a sanctuary city, not only we would we remove them from the community, we're removed from the country, which will have an impact on crime. Again, I'm not saying that every illegal alien is out there committing crimes, but a percentage of them are. That's yeah. right. if you look at the foreign-born population in the prisons and federal system, there's a lot of them. But, again, not everyone's a criminal and commit a crime against you as a citizen here. However, there's a certain percentage that does. So if you really want to drop the crime rate in Chicago New York and San Francisco, why won't you work with ICE and at least take that percentage that are yeah. in the country illegally in violation of law, let us work with, work with us, and we can help you. But they don't want to do it because their ideology don't, uh, don't allow them to work with Immigration Customs Enforcement. Look, they, they think ICE is a racist racist uh, organization and it just, it pisses me off when I hear that because the men and women of ICE and the Border Patrol, they're patriots. They strap a gun to the hip every day put their own lives at risk to go and force a law and keep, their, keep this nation safe. The Border Patrol agents, they go home every day after what the tragedy they see on the border. They had 22, uh, 22 uh, suicides in the last two years. Highest number of suicides percentage-wise, any federal, state, or local law enforcement in the nation. Now, I'm not saying the open border was the sole reason for these suicides, but whatever internal struggles they were having, seeing, giving CPR to a six-month-old baby, talking to young girls who been raped multiple times, seeing that, seeing that, how the cartels treat these people, it's got a way on them. And, and, they're, t- and they're taking us home with them every day. Borbituraises take sicknesses home every day. What well, you know, these a lot of yeah. these aliens coming across are sick. The abortive agents take that sicknesses home to their own family. I mean, they still have to take regular TB uh scratch tests to see if they got TB. I mean, and 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 the only humanity, the only humanity on this board is the men and women wearing green. I've seen these agents bring toys from their own children at their homes to bring them to the children in the in in the centers to give them something to play with. The only humanity on that board is men and women wearing green. This administration, there's nothing about their policies that make this whole process humane at all. It's the most inhumane policy to open that border up because the most vulnerable people in the world are going to sell everything they have to put themselves in hands on a criminal cartel to come to this country. Many will be sexually assaulted. Many will be attacked. Some will be, some will be killed if they can't afford their fees. And it's just it's terrible what this administration done. That when you when you tell the whole world you can enter the country legally, we're not going to detain you, we're going to release you, we're going to get you to the city of your choice, you can get work, author, work authorization, the whole world's going to come here. Yeah. And that's why we have so many migrants dying because they took the hopes of being released in this country and have no consequence. And that's why how devastation again over seventeen hundred migrants have died on U.S. soil alone. Not talking about what happens in Mexico, Central America, or the Daring Gap in Panama. Thousands. So but we agree that Alejandro
0: talk? Mayorkas. We agree that he should be impeached. But does DHS need to also be overhauled? I mean, has you know, we're not talking about the door kickers and the agents. We get that, right? They're they're there, uh, you know, and they're they're great patriots. But has this system been corrupted beyond just the leadership at the top? Uh, are there structural issues that need to be addressed that have been you know sort of gone to rot under
1: Biden? Well, there's been there's a lot of structural issues that have to be fixed. For instance. Uh, at ICE, you got a political appointee who's deciding where ICE should get contracted facilities and not, in shutting down facilities. I mean, they're 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 they they're trying to shut down the Adelanto uh, processing facility in California, a 1,200 bed facility. They want to shut it down in the middle of historic crisis on the border. They want to lose beds. So yeah, you know, given the political appointee, that type of power, the one at ICE makes all the decisions. On, on operations, all the decisions on, on detention practices and who who wh- where they get detention contracts, what ones they end, what ones they don't. Instead of a someone who spent 20, 30 years doing this job and knows it very well, you get a political appointee that comes in with some ideology of open borders that want to destroy the enforcement program of this agency. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, 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 there, there needs to be overhauling some policies and, and absolutely on some high-level staff who, who don't believe in the mission, of, of ice that the 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 person I'm talking about ice actually was su- supporting to abolish ice and now she's making all the decisions on ice it's ridiculous.
0: Well, this is one I want you to actually clear up for our, you know our viewership. Uh, recently, you know Ron DeSantis was out there dishonestly attacking my father, uh, and he said that you know the wall wasn't built. Uh, can you talk about uh, the immigration enforcement, the border security? You know what was uh, built. Uh, and the successes of the first administration. So people understand exactly what that was, as well as, you know, perhaps, you know, some of the roadblocks put up, not just by the Democrats and the media, but by, you know, other Republicans themselves.
1: First of all, there's 465 miles of water belt. 465 miles. Think about that. So in the first two years, of course, you had you had the never-Trumpers on the Hill. You had, you had all the lawsuits, the landowners and the, and the environmental groups. A lot of lawsuits went on, but still was able to do 465 miles of wall. So for people like Ron DeSantis, I mean, Chris Christie, I heard him say one time that only 50 miles a wall were built or something. Where the hell is he getting those numbers from? I was there. 465 miles of wall, and they say, well, someone's replacing the wall. Of course it was, because what uh, the President Trump did, he didn't say where the wall was. He went to the X percent of Border Patrol, where you need the wall first. And yeah. based on the entry numbers, where the surges were coming, the board chose, well, we got some, some dilapidated fencing here, can replace this first, because that's where the bodies are coming through. And, and the president goes, yes, you know, they had a plan, an operational plan of where the wall is being built. So he built it exactly where the board chose wanted it. If they wanted some replacement uh, of fencing, of course they did it. He did it where the board chose saw the surges coming. So he, it wasn't, he, he, he wasn't a dictator on that issue. Yeah. He he listened to the experts on the border. where do you need the wall and what type of wall, even the, what type of wall you wanted. The Borvatro brought in like a dozen different prototypes. President no. didn't decide what wall was. He listened to the experts. They okay, I like a piece of this wall, I like I like this feature in this wall, I like this feature in this wall. So they came up with a, a wall system that the Borrow and their and their special operators couldn't defeat. So and and what what the, what the census needs to understand, and look, great governor of Florida, I guess, I don't know, but you cannot attack President Trump on border security when what he did was unprecedented. I worked for six presidents starting with Ronald Reagan. Every president I worked for, even Clinton Obama, you know, took some steps. They realized you can't have national security on border security. But no one did more than President Trump. Even immigration had a 45-year low. You think that was by accident? It's no, because President Trump is an out-of-box thinker. When we talked about the, the gotaways, when we talked about the 9 out of 10 that would fail their case and they'll be in the win. Yes. And Homeland Security lifestyle Report says only 6% of those ordered removal will actually leave. President Trump, I was in the Oval Office, says, then why the hell were we releasing them? So that's where we yeah. made Mexico came into play. Look, let, they can claim asylum, but they wait in Mexico. If a nine out of ten fail, we have to go look for them. And, and when people realized that you weren't being released in the United States to be a god away and 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 wait around, go and hiding, wait for the next amnesty program, they stopped coming. They stopped coming to Mexico. They stayed at home. And, and so, if you're really escaping fear and persecution and death from your home government, you're going to go. But yeah. they stopped coming, which tells you it wasn't about. Asylum is about coming to the United States. But look, the Remain in Mexico program, a game changer, Trump's plan. The, the Third Safe Country Agreement, the Migrant Protection Protocol, and, and, and the agreements we had with Guatemala, Honduras, and, and, and El Salvador, game changers. Uh, ordering Mexico to put military on the southern-northern border, a game changer. The wall, a game changer. Now, I see a lot you know, talking heads now saying, well, apparently the wall doesn't work we have historic illegal immigration. Right. Look, for 90- of the crossings occur right now. Well, there's not a wall. Now, if you want to say you're humane, what's one of the things the walls do? The most vulnerable, the women and children, the family groups, they can't get over that wall. So what do they do? They go to a place where there isn't a wall. And that's where the board will meet them and take care of any humanitarian needs or health issues. Now, they they have cut the fence in a few places. Why do they get away with that? Because there's no board places there. They're they're processing. Under the Trump administration, if they were to do that, we know when they get to the get, approach the wall, we know when they dig under the wall, we know when they climb the wall. It's a smart wall. But the smart wall does you no good if you got no re- enforcement resources yeah. to respond to that incursion. That's the difference. So, look, Ron is saying, all the Republicans that are running for GOP. They can take a lesson from President Trump because his success was unprecedented. Again, I worked for six presidents. No president was even close to what the Trump administration succeeded on securing our southern border and making this country safe and saving lives. When you got illegal immigration again, down 83 to 90%, when 90% less people are coming, less people are dying, less drugs are getting in the country because the border can now be on the border 100%, be vigilant, do the job, seize more drugs, arrest more criminals and gang members. And anybody that's trying to get through with no inspected terrorists, the, the likelihood of arrest the them are a hundredfold are because you're on the line working and not having hundreds of miles of border unguarded. In El Paso, in El, in 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 uh, 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 Naco, in 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 uh, Eagle Pass, there was several days. There wasn't a single green uniform in the entire sector on the border. They pulled every agent into process. You know the criminal cartels had a field day with that. Yeah. So you know the no one they can question what we did on the Trump administration. But if you look at the data, if you look at the evidence. You cannot argue the President Trump, what he did was unprecedented on securing our border. The highest level I've seen in my lifetime, and I've done this job, I started on border in 1984, the border was never more secure than it was on the Trump administration.
0: So obviously we bring all that stuff back in a second in Trump administration, but are you, you ready to settle back up?
1: I already promised President Trump, he comes back, I come back, and I'll help run that biggest deportation operation in the nation. You know, Washington posted a story on me five years ago. And the first line of the story was Tom Homan deports people and he's really good at it. Of course, it was a hit piece, yeah. but I framed it. I framed it when
0: those guys are hitting on you. That's a badge of honor. It's not a, uh, that, that's that's not a, that's not a negative,
1: you know, you're over the target, you know, yeah. you're over the target. And look, I, I promised the president months ago, he comes back. I come back and why? Cause I love my country and, and I do wake up every day pissed off because it's just not undoing the most successful border in the history of this nation. It's the lives being lost, American lives, uh, fentanyl overdoses and, and the migrant life. Look, entering the country illegally is a crime, but it shouldn't be a death sentence. Correct. So look, record number of migrants are dying, record number of U.S. citizens are dying, and, and the terrorists, the terrorist thing is it, it just scares the hell out of me. And for someone to do that on purpose, these people aren't idiots. They know exactly what they're doing. And and it just it, it insults me as someone who's who served my country for 34 years, that any president would come in. This. I've worked for six presidents. I'll say it again, starting with Ronald Reagan. Every president I worked for cared about the border and tried to do something because they knew you can't have national security border security. No one did more than President Trump by far. Joe Biden's the first president in the history of this nation who came into office and unsecured a border. Oh. Unsecured a border. Who the hell does that? What well, commander chief says, I want more illegal immigration. I want more illegal drug flow. I want more Americans dying. I want more inspected terrorists to use this vulnerable borders entry point. I want more women, children, sex trafficking. When you open the border up, the bad stuff comes with it, and I with it. And I tell people all the time, regardless what your opinion is on illegal immigration, when you intentionally cause a crisis this big, all the bad stuffs happen: the fentanyl, the sex trafficking, the terrorism. I says, when you open the border up, that's what you cause. So, yeah, I'll be back in a heartbeat with President Trump.
0: Well, we look forward to it, Tom. Thanks so much. Really appreciate you. Uh, appreciate your continued patriotism. That you stay involved. That you're actually on the ground there, seeing what's going on. Uh, I I think that's so important. So many people are so misinformed because they just go by the narrative. Uh, So having you there is awesome. And we definitely look forward to having you back. And thanks for doing the show, man.
1: You got it. Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate it, buddy. Good seeing you, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, guys, with that, make sure you're liking, you're sharing, you're subscribing. Okay, click the little subscribe button so that you see the podcast, right? Triggered give it a like. I see how many people are watching. I want you to all like it. That's how we defeat big tech and the algorithm. It's because of you guys that we're able to do this, and it's also because of our incredible sponsors. So go check them out, okay? Go to DonJuniorGold.com. d-o-n-j-r-gold.com to learn how to protect yourself, how precious metals can help hedge your portfolio against the insanity of what's going on right now. We want you to be prepared. We want you to understand how to take care of that. So go to DonJuniorGold.com, ask the questions. Let Gold Co. walk you through the process of how to do this and diversify your portfolio and protect yourself from the insanity. That's Don donjrgold.com and learn more. Don't forget to also check out one of our newest sponsors, The Wellness Company. They make an emergency medical kit, so you're empowered to take control of your health. They've got a kit that includes eight life-saving medications from antibiotics through to take care of every aspect of your life. You don't want to be in a crisis and need to be waiting in lines or at hospitals. From tick bites to major public health scenarios or outbreaks, everything is covered. So take control of your family's health needs. Like I say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and have it. You can go check it out by going to TWC, like the wellness company, twc.health slash triggered for a 15% discount on the emergency kit. That's TWC, twc.com, sorry, twc.health slash triggered for a 15% discount on the emergency kit. Check it out. Make sure you have it. Make sure you're prepared twc.health slash triggered for 15% off. Check it, have it, keep yourself safe. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you soon.